Thank you for joining me for week seven of our video programming during our time of social distancing. My name is Mike Elstock. I'm pastor of the Community Baptist Church, and we're located in South Riding, Virginia. Hey, at the beginning of this program, uh, why don't you give us, uh, give us a hand in meeting new people through social media? If you're on our YouTube channel, why don't you subscribe to our channel while we're watching the program? And if you're on our church's Facebook page right now and haven't already liked our page, why don't you go ahead and do that and maybe even uh, start a watch party uh, to uh, let other folks know what's going on. Share the program with others that, uh, that are in uh, your circle of influence in social media. We sure, sure appreciate uh, the help in being able to meet new people. Well, this week in our uh, programming, throughout all of our programming uh, during the week, we're focusing on the subject of joy. This morning in our morning church service, we looked at Nehemiah chapter 8, and we considered when joy is our strength. Certainly joy can be a great asset to us in difficult times, such as what we've been experiencing these last uh, several weeks. Now, during the week, starting tomorrow morning, I'm going to be sharing some devotional thoughts on the subject of rejoice from the 33rd Psalm in your Bible. So, I hope you'll tune in uh, to some of our uh, morning devotional thoughts on the subject of joy. But this evening, we have a special treat. Missionary Brian Wise is going to be joining us in just a few moments. Uh, Brian and his wife Sandy are missionaries in Nicaragua. They left the Northern Virginia dream, uh, to go to a third world country, and they have done a phenomenal job uh, in, uh, in the ministry of the gospel in Nicaragua. But you know, being a missionary in Nicaragua could give a person lots of cause to lose one's joy. Nicaragua has certainly gone through some challenging and difficult times over the last few years. And so Brian Wise is a good one to talk to and to hear from regarding how joy can surpass the challenges that we face in life. I think you're going to enjoy what Brian has to share with you. So let's welcome Brian Wise, our missionary, to Nicaragua. Brian, it is so good to see you today. Oh, Brother Mike, it's so great to see you too. It feels like it's been quite a while. It has been too long. That yes, is for indeed. certain. Let's see, um, you, you and I met at, uh, at a restaurant in Gainesville, uh, yeah. that, that barbecue place. What, uh, what is it? Mission Barbecue. Mission Barbecue. That was the first time I'd been to Mission Barbecue. And uh, when you and I met there and, and ate together, and I still yes. remember we had a great time. And I enjoyed Mission Barbecue, but I enjoyed being with you more. Well, it was a t great time of fellowship for uh, myself and Sandy as well. And yes. to be able to connect with you and through that, just, wow, a, a relationship blossomed. And, uh, you know, community has been such a great blessing to us. And the, the work of the ministry there in Nicaragua, you all have just just touched our hearts immensely. Uh, it's, been, it's been our privilege. That's for sure. You know, I've been to Nicaragua twice. The first time uh, I was there uh, on a mission trip, we took a group from the church down. And, uh, and you took us out, showed us um, that first church that you all were planting and, and uh, did yeah. some vacation Bible school stuff. Of course, you guys did it. We were just there for the ride. 
But, uh, wow, our people talked about that for a year, uh, the excitement oh, of what was happening there. What's the name of that place? Matera? <laughs> Matiare. Matiare. There you go. Hey, I can get it until I talk and say another sentence, and then I can't get back to it. <laughs> oh, what a great time that was, and a rich time uh, of ministry yes. there and seeing. I, we were so, um, so uh, excited about uh, getting to know you and Sandy there uh, at the place where you were ministering. Uh, you know, when you see people in the groove of what they're doing and where their ministry is, you really get to know them, and you see them. Yes. And when we saw what you all were doing and the sacrifices you were making for the people there and just your love for the people, um, that was so rewarding to our hearts to um, get to know you in that arena. Amen. And I don't know if I've ever shared this with you or not, but through that first trip, uh, and uh, have you all interacting and doing the Vacation Bible School, that one-day Vacation Bible School, that actually jump-started the Sunday School program of the First Church and also uh, helped motivate the people, gave them a vision so that we could do a five-day Vacation Bible School. And we've been doing that ever since. And it's just been a tremendous blessing to see. Because, you see, uh, with us being in the States, the people did the Vacation Bible School on their own this time. And wow. uh, they had children get saved. Wow. They were excited. They, they had great attendance throughout the whole week. And so uh, just through your visit, help jumpstart all that. That is so exciting. And uh, to see the church functioning, you know, that's, that's the whole goal of mission, is, isn't it? An, an yes. di- a, a, a that- autonomous church. Uh, yeah. Operating. Yeah. That's exciting. And and then uh and then I was back for a second trip to teach in the Bible college there for a week and uh and, and you spent the week uh, interpreting for me or interrupting me or whatever Inter- and uh yes. oh how I depended on you that week. You were a lifesaver uh for me that week. Well it was a tremendous blessing for me too and it always is to be able to uh work there at the institute to translate uh or interrupt uh for uh those who uh come down to teach and uh it gives me a chance to get to know that pastor better as it did with me and you because in the evenings the time of fellowships that we had oh my goodness brother Mike uh you couldn't put a price on it you can't put a price on it we uh, Sandy and I, we still talk about it, those evenings where we just sat down and we just fellowshiped and, and just had a wonderful time. And many times just sharing the word. And it was so great. So great. Yeah. So uh, truly remember it. Yep. Yeah, that, I think high on the list of what was encouraging to me that week were those evenings you just talked about when you and Sandy and I sat there and... Of course, we were. You were staying there uh, on compound. I was there on compound for the week, you know. And uh, so we had our evenings to just sit and uh, talk, and and uh, yeah. all that was that was rich for my soul. Uh, yes, exciting. Amen. Look forward to the next time I can come down uh, to Nicaragua. Got to get back down there. And now, maybe maybe community can uh, take a uh, week-long trip, and we can do a uh, five-day vacation Bible school with you all. That would be awesome. That would be exciting. Uh, We would love that for sure. We'll have to put that on the the to-do list. 
<laughs> yeah, especially the second work at uh, Redemption Baptist. You know, um, speaking of Vacation Bible School this year, uh, there was the lay leadership at Redemption Baptist. Uh, the man has his own car, and he was making two trips, well, a total of four trips a day for to carry kids from Redemption to the church in Matiade. And he has just a regular five-passenger sedan car, and he was putting 11 kids in at a time for each of them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and he, he did that all week. And so... Uh, my my goal and my our vision is to have uh, Vacation Bible School both in Matiati as well as uh, Redemption Baptist ne- this next year. And oh, so, wow. Uh, that would be great if we could, uh, you know, have a team come down, do one in the morning at, uh, say, Matiati, one in the afternoon at, at uh, Redemption, and, boy, just doubleheader. Hey, that would be awesome. Now, yeah. a lot of people that are watching this, they're not as familiar with the background and so, when you went to Nicaragua years ago, the the work, Matiari, 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 uh, that was yeah. the work that you planted. Uh, that we were there as a group when you were still yes. meeting in in a in a house, and then yes. uh, and then when I came back the second time uh, uh, to Nicaragua at the college, you folks were building the the building. Uh, you were under construction building the building. Uh, at that yes. church, and that was so exciting uh, to see yeah. that building going up. And then after that church, tell us, you, you mentioned Redemption Baptist Church. That's the more recent work, and uh, yes. when was that started? That was started the last Sunday in February of 2018. And uh, the real story on that, Brother Mike, is that that's, that particular church was started because Sandy and I had a burden for one young lady. Uh, that young lady, we met our first week in, in Nicaragua, and we uh, off and on had, had contact with her and such. But then all of a sudden, she's dropped off the map. Uh, we had no idea where she went until one day we met her on a bus, and we said, where are you living now? She goes, well, I'm living in Barrio Bankuno or Barrio 21. And so we said, oh, my goodness. You're, you're not that far from us. Why haven't we seen you? She goes, well, you know, there just really hasn't been any need to come to uh, Matiati. Well, to shorten the story, Sandy and I felt a real burden for that young lady. And we knew we couldn't get her to come faithfully to the church in Matiati. So we just said, why don't we go to her and see if we can have church services there in her, in her yard. And she said, well, sure. And so then... We had a, a, a husband and wife from the Matiati Church join us, and we said, we're going to start a church here. God's leading us to start a church. But the vision and focus is not only this one young lady, but we're going to stay initially in a three-block radius around her house. And we're just going to visit. We're going to evangelize all the houses. This neighborhood has 800 houses in it. Wow. And so we, we did that. But with the main vision was so that Jocelyn could get saved. And she did. Amen. <laughs> From that, not only did she get saved, but we've had many others get saved and baptized. Uh, the church has its own property now. And praise the Lord, when we go back, hallelujah, when we go back, uh, God has provided the money so that we can start building their own church building. Amen. And uh, it's <laughs> going to be 
a beautiful, beautiful time to work with those people to uh, construct their own church building. Because we've been meeting outdoors under a tree. And uh, uh, it's just going to be a, a tremendous blessing for them. Oh, that's great. Now, we, you, you said that you're going to begin construction when you go back. So that means you're here in the States. Uh, I understand right. you got stuck here because of COVID-19 and the travel restrictions. That is correct. Yes. Uh, the, uh, uh, like us, like many other missionaries, when the uh, virus hit and everything, uh, the uh, missions conferences and church meetings, they just all closed down. And um, air Air travel to Nicaragua shut down. We were supposed to go back on April the 15th, but air travel shut down. And then uh, about a week and a half ago, I get a message from American Airlines stating they're going to reinstate uh, service back to Nicaragua on May the 7th. And so we said, hallelujah. (laughs) And uh, we got our tickets, and Lord willing, if nothing changes, Okay, uh, if everything stays as it is right now, we'll be able to go back on the 19th of May. Uh, that is awesome. Uh, about yeah. 18 days then from now. Yes, we're marking the calendar. <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. And so heading yeah. back to Barrio 21 to the Redemption Baptist Church and break ground. Yes. That's exciting. Yes. Oh, boy. We're well, so yes. COVID-19 has impacted everyone. We all know that. Uh, yeah. How You've been here in the States during this, but back in Nicaragua, uh, your communication with the folks, uh, what's, how's the virus been impacted them there in Nicaragua? Well, it's impacted them, uh, as you can imagine. The sad part is that the government has taken a denial approach to it, uh, and so the government has done nothing to, uh, off, you know, even offer education on prevention or, or anything like this. Uh, the president's wife, she's also his vice president, has encouraged people to gather and have these rallies, huge rallies, huge numbers of people to get together. And in her words, we're going to love the virus away. Uh, <laughs> She even extended invitations uh, to all the people of the world to come to Nicaragua because Nicaragua is going to be immune to the virus. Well, from what I've been told, they, they've had uh, many cases of it and a, few, a number of deaths. But the, the troubling part is this. Because no action is taken in preventing or education or anything like that, uh, they've had three cases that I've been told about where people in the market area just dropped over dead right there in the open air from the, the virus. And wow. um, so it, it is, it's impacted, and you have a country where uh, right now, uh, or the last number I heard was there was over 73% of the country unemployed. And so uh, you have a, a great political situation, a great economical situation, and now you throw the virus in it, you've got the perfect storm. And uh, the uh, accounts in the news I'm hearing is it's going to really uh, affect the country in a huge, huge way. Wow. So you are 
leaving the uh, challenge of America dealing with the virus, going into yeah. a perfect storm where it yeah. is um, multiple times worse and more dangerous. Well, God's called us to minister to a group of people. And uh, our heart is so burdened to get back, and our heart is wanting to be back there. Uh, and I know some may think that uh, we're jumping the gun and so forth, but um, we've been away from the people way too long, and uh, we just want to get back. Wow. Yeah. You know, uh, Brian, uh, about a week ago, I was part of a um, a web with a number of pastors uh, here in America and with David Gibbs, Jr., who mm. is, has such a stature amongst, um, amongst churches and pastors uh, as a preacher and as an attorney, uh, the right. founder of Christian Law Association, which has mm -hmm. for the last, I guess, 50 years, 40, 50 years, has uh, represented churches and pastors in religious liberty issues uh, here in America. And right. so he is at the forefront of helping churches and advising pastors with regards to um, how to handle uh, the, um, the COVID-19 virus from a church perspective. And in that right. webcast, he shared with the pastors something that uh, really caught my attention. Uh, he said that, uh, of course, David Gibbs, uh, prior to the social distancing, uh, he preached somewhere in the United States multiple times every week. I mean, he's in great demand as a conference right. preacher. Uh, and so he has a very wide uh, uh, influence range. And he said mm -hmm. that every one he talks to and place that he speaks um, and I guess, Zoom meetings and webcasts and things like that now. He said he is always encouraging the Christian uh, family that in these unique times that we're living in, uh, there are three things that we must do. He said, number one, we must be a people filled with thanksgiving and joy. He said the world Amen. needs to see that our Christianity is real, our God is real, and, uh, yeah. and our relationship with him is real. And yes. that uh, that we are people of thanksgiving and joy in the worst of times. He said the second thing we need to do is we need to pray fervently like we've never prayed before. And the third thing is we need to witness to the lost like we never have before. Yeah. Well, Amen. those three things are heavy on his heart to encourage Christian people in their uh, activities during COVID-19. And the first mm -hmm. one of those is our theme for this week. Uh, this morning in our morning service, uh, I preached a message on the strength of joy from Nehemiah 8, and, uh, and this week I'll be sharing a series of daily devotions from Psalm 33 on joy in our lives. And, and so I wanted, I wanted to get you to share from your perspective. Here you are as a missionary who left, um, you, you left the, uh, living the American dream in northern Virginia years ago to go to a third world country and to love those people who aren't third-rate people. They're first-class people in a third-world country. Yeah. And, uh, and so you went into a country that, that has had some horrendous problems politically 
economically the last several years. And so if anyone would have a reason for their joy to be sapped, it would be someone who is uh, living and ministering in a country like that. And, and yet, your life is an example that joy uh, supersedes circumstances. And so I wanted you to share with us, um, how does that work? How has that worked in your life and experience where, where you, you can be a joyful, thankful person in spite of, and you are getting ready to get on an airplane and go into a much worse situation than here in America with the virus, and yet you have a smile on your face. How does that work? Well, I tell you, Brother Mike, uh, I'm constantly reminded, and I'm reminding the folks there in, in Nicaragua, uh, what Jesus told his disciples in his last discourse before his crucifixion. Uh, the book of John is my favorite of the entire New Testament. Uh, but Jesus sharing before his high priestly prayer in John 16, in verse 33, the last verse of that chapter, he says, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. Now, joy is founded in peace. Yeah. Because when your, when your soul is troubled and anxious, uh, preoccupied about things, uh, the joy is not going to be there. But he said, I've spoken these words to you that you might, in me, not anything else, in my words, you might have peace. He said, then he goes on to say, in this world, you will have tribulation. So, you know, that's, that's the, uh, okay, guys, just get ready. It's going to happen. Okay. But be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Wow. And so those words are very impactful for me. Very impactful for that I've been trying to share with the people there in Nicaragua, even though we're here in the States, that God's word, and as you mentioned with Nehemiah, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And the uh, one of the things that I've been doing uh, ever since we've been stateside on the furlough was that every week I send um, <clears throat> lessons and, and sermon notes to the lay leadership so they can share that with the um, congregations, the, both congregations there. And about uh, January, end of December, 1st of January, I started reading Psalms 119. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't uh, just as a uh, meaning uh, or a way of just saying so I can say I read, I read it. But I read it, and then I reread it, and then I reread it. And I've personally, I think it's been about 10 times that I've read that psalm. Each time I read it, I've seen new and more profound truths, all centered around the Word of God. Okay, yes. uh, You take, for instance, what David said in Psalms 119, verse 71. He said, It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn your statutes. Mm. So this really coincides with what Jesus said to the disciples. I've spoken these words so that in me you might have peace. David said, I'm, it was good that I was afflicted. It was good so that, that I went through these different experiences of my life so that I could, what? Learn your statutes. Learn where my true joy is going to come from. Uh, learn where my true peace is going to come from. Learn where my true uh, uh, desire for, for serving and for witnessing and for praying and going and, and just being a strong uh, witness for God. It's good that I go through these things. 
And, you know, uh, you, you as, uh, know as well as anyone that church history, how that believers in times of affliction, the, yeah. the, the cream rose to the, to the top. Yeah. And, and the church flourished. Okay. And so he said it was good for that. And then another verse that I've shared with the people there, and this one, when I read it, uh, I can't say if it was the first, third, or, or when, but the one time I read it, it just really spoke to me. And this is Psalms 119, verse 92. Unless thy law had been my delight, delight, I should then have perished in mine affliction. Wow. And so the the idea of David conveying here, because many times in Psalms 119, as well as we know Psalms 1, and other places throughout the Psalms, he mentions about his delight is God's word, God's law, his statutes, his judgments, his precepts. And so I've told the people there, you know, in spite of all you're going through, make God's word your delight. Amen. Make God's word your source of joy for your life. Uh, otherwise, you will, as he said here, perish in your affliction. Because your focus is not going to be turned on God. Your joy is not going to be founded in what God can provide, but it's going to be founded in what your situ- situation and circumstance around you. And uh, if you look at the troubledness, as Peter did when he's walking on the water, you see the storm and the waves and the wind, you are going to sink. Okay? But having our eyes transfixed on God's word. Amen. Where we can find the true source of joy, where Jesus said, I spoke these things, I've told you these things, that in me you might have peace. You're going to have tribulation. Now in Spanish, the word uh, that's uh, for tri- tribulation there is actually affliction. And uh, so, but he said, be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Wow. And, of course, we know what John tells us in John, 1 John 4, that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And uh, that, that is a true source of joy, a true foundation of joy. And it's not found in any other, any other source other than the Word of God. That's amazing, particularly when we consider that, that Jesus said that, just hours before they're going to arrest him in the Garden of Gethsemane and begin the horrible crucifixion yes. sequence that will take his life in the next 24 hours. Yeah. So, and of course, Jesus already knowing what was going to transpire. Um, he knew exactly what words he needed to tell his disciples so they could reflect back on that. So, so they could reflect like- back. It sounds like what you're saying is the joy is not connected to circumstances. No, no. It's all connected to God's Word. Amen. And because, you know, the, the disciples later on could reflect back and say, you know, he did say, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. But I go and prepare a place for you. And if I go, I will come again. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. If that doesn't break away to a Christian's heart, uh, they need to check their, their temperature, you know. Uh, in no, in, and that's found in God's Word, not in, uh, in the, the, the 
provisions that the government wants to try to make or or anything else. It's just right here in what God's Word has to say. Amen. And that's why I love verse 165 of Psalms 119. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Amen. Amen. Phenomenal. Yeah. That ties back uh, so completely to what we were looking at this morning in the service from Nehemiah 8. Because mm. Nehemiah chapter 8 is, is one of the great chapters right. about preaching the Word of God and teaching the yes. Word of God. And the end result yeah. of all of that was the joy that you've been talking about. And uh, that, that is exciting. Yeah. So my my encouragement to the people there and the uh, sermon notes and, st- and the study notes have been giving them since uh, I started reading through Psalms 119 have all been based out of Psalms 119. And I've just encouraged them, get into the Word. Amen. Just constantly spend that time in God's Word and let it absorb itself in you so that, uh, you know, it can be that light into your path. Psalms 119, verse 105. It, it will uh, bless you. Verses, uh, Psalms 119, verses 1 and 2, uh, which start almost exactly like Psalms, 100, uh, Psalms 1, verses 1 and 2. Yes. Uh, it, it's that source that if every believer would just go back to, and I told my wife this, and I don't say this out of criticism, but I've told my wife many times after reading this, and her and I have read it together even while we've been dra- driving down the road, and I said, you know, when you read this, you realize that, one, all David had was the law of Moses. Yeah. That was it. Okay? We've got 66 books. <laughs> all right? What a great resource. All right? But all he had was the law of Moses. Okay? But then also, when you read through this chapter of Psalms 119, you realize that in David's affliction, his first go-to source for comfort, for joy, for peace, for strength and encouragement was God's Word. It wasn't a self-help book. It wasn't some other uh, Christian counselor or anything like that. It was God's Word. Amen. And I've told her on many occasions, if we could just get God's people to revert back to that, to be able to to uh, Im- absorb and, and immerse yourself in God's Word in such a way that when times of trouble come, immediately the first thing you think of is what God's Word says. Yes. Not seek another source mm-hmm. to find a, a comfort or a joy in, your, in their life. And uh, so I've been trying to challenge people there in Nicaragua the same thing. Let God's Word be your only source and the first source that you go to. For, to find the peace and the strength and the joy in your life that you need to go through the troubled times. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, that being true, let me give you a verse because Amen. you're you're getting ready to head back to uh, to Nicaragua, and I read this the other day, and when I read this. Uh, my mind immediately went to you because I had heard that uh, that you were trying to get back to Nicaragua. Second John and um, verse number twelve, John said to the people 
that he administered to, he said, having many things to write unto you, I would not write with paper and ink, but I trust to come unto you and speak face to face that our joy may be full. Amen. <laughs> You're only a couple of weeks away from that. Yes. Enough with yes. the emails back to the folks back in Nicaragua. That's for sure. Face to face. Amen. That's going to be great. I'm so happy that you and Sandy are going to be able to go back soon. Yes, indeed. And we thank you so much for your prayers. And thank you so much for the, the uh, faithful uh, encouragement that we receive uh, through those prayers and through your uh, monthly support. Uh, it has just been a tremendous blessing to us as well as the people there in Nicaragua. Mm. And that's that's why this last prayer letter is sent out. Uh, I did it in a video format so that uh, the testimonies that the people gave there also would be a blessing to you there. Yeah, I enjoyed watching those testimonies and seeing those uh, those precious people uh, talk about yeah. what God had done in their lives through the yeah. uh, ministry of the uh, uh, of you and Sandy. The churches have been started. The work that's been done there. Um, I tell you, Brian. Um, in the depths of, of my heart, I am so thankful to God that he allowed my path to cross the path of you and Sandy. We as a yes. church family here in, a, in, in South Riding, there's no way that we could accomplish God's purpose for our lives as a church family without you and Sandy and, and people like you that we have the privilege yeah. of partnering with that are all over the world, my goodness, every Amen. continent except Antarctica, 50, almost 60 foreign missionaries, plus uh, ones in the wow. States that are planting churches. What, a, what a, uh, a privilege it is to us to be able to have people to partner with. And so we value Amen. what you've allowed us to do in, uh, wow. in being a part of your all's lives. It's been it, great. It, the, all, the the privilege and blessing is all ours, more than what uh, you or those dear folks at Community Baptist could imagine. Well, again, so good to see you. I give a, yeah. give Sandy a hug for Betty and I, and um, okay. we'll be praying for you as you uh, get ready uh, in the next in a couple of weeks to, uh, to head back down to Nicaragua, and we'll be looking forward to seeing. Uh, some construction pictures of uh, ground being broken and block being put up, concrete poured. Uh, exciting oh, things oh. ahead. <laughs> Amen. That's going to be great. Well, so. praise the Lord. God bless you. Thank you for Lord being with us. Amen, Brother Mike. I know you enjoyed that time with Brian Wise. What a blessing to hear from him and uh, the ministry there in Nicaragua. They are a phenomenal missionary couple. Uh, living in uh, in a very difficult area outside of the capital city, about a 35-minute uh, public bus transportation ride away from the capital, and uh, doing a great job. What a blessing to hear from Brian today. Joy. Joy is not connected to circumstances. Joy is connected to our relationship with God that develops through the time we spend in His Word learning the character, the nature, the heart of God through His Word. Thank you, Brian, for all of that. Now, this week, we're going to be bringing some daily devotions from Psalm 33 on the theme of rejoicing. So, I hope you'll uh, come and uh, 
be a part of those daily devotions. Uh, they'll, you'll find them on our church's Facebook page. Uh, hopefully every morning at around 7.30 a new devotion will pop up and uh, we'll enjoy Psalm 33 together. I uh, hope you can make it to those. Um, just a reminder, uh, always help us with reaching out to new people by uh, subscribing to our YouTube channel and liking our Facebook page. I hope you did that today. We sure appreciate your doing that. Next Sunday is Mother's Day. Can you believe it? Uh, we're going to be bringing you uh, video programming again next week uh, on uh, Sunday morning at 10 o'clock and Sunday uh, afternoon at 6 o'clock. And so we trust that you'll tune in uh, on Mother's Day as we celebrate moms and the, the value that they have in our lives. And pray for us. We're, um, we continue to talk uh, as leaders in the church and, and plan and pray with regards to coming back to public uh, church services. So we appreciate your prayers that God will give us wisdom and uh, give our leaders wisdom in our country as we try to uh, navigate our way out of the social dis distancing and back into uh, public meeting uh, together as a church family. Thank you so much for being with us today. You folks have a great evening. Thank you for joining us for part of a Sunday service at Community Baptist Church. I hope to meet you soon. May God impress His love upon your heart this week.